Well, today I am concluding my sermon series called Living Out Our Mission. Living Our Mission. And, um, and over the past six weeks, we've been talking about each part of our mission statement. And the focus of this sermon series was, is meant to be very, very practical, very applicable into our lives in how we live out our mission statement, which you all have known by heart right now. I'm sure you do, because we've been talking about it for so long. And say it with me. Our mission is to authentically love God, humbly serve one another, and intentionally share Christ. Now, something I know is that it takes about 28 days to form a habit. And I thought, it'll take 28 sermons for you to get the mission statement. And maybe we need to continue this. But I think you guys are good. Six is plenty because you guys are smart people, right? Amen? (laughs) Um, Last week, I I began the the final part of the, the sermon series on intentionally sharing Christ. And what I wanted to do last Sunday was just tear down the barriers that keep us from, from intentionally sharing Christ. And one of the biggest barriers to overcome is our worry, our fear, and, ex- and our anxiety of, of, of why it is that we, you know, when we share Christ, what we, what we fear. And that fear comes primarily because of what we're focused on. And so often we're focused on how we feel about sharing Christ. And when, when I look at myself, I feel insecure. I, I feel like I, I don't know everything I need to say. And, and so I'm, and I fear rejection. Yeah, if, if I share Christ and, and they, they don't want to accept Jesus or they reject Jesus, then I feel that rejection. And last week, I wanted to free you of that. Now, if you weren't here last Sunday and you didn't hear that message, good news. You can go online to our website and watch the, 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 the message from last Sunday. And, um, and, and the, the, the freedom comes when we take our eyes off of ourselves. And Jesus even shared it when he shared the, the message uh, from uh, Matthew chapter 6, I referenced last Sunday, when he taught about worry. And who knew that when you teach about worry or how to avoid worry, you can actually learn about how we share Christ even better. And the message Jesus said was, look at the birds. You know, they, they don't spin and sew, you know, worry about what to wear. And look at the lilies of the field, right? Where do you place your eyes? And then he gave us the answer. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. If we take our eyes off of ourselves and turn to Jesus and make him the first thing we seek, then, my, my sermon last Sunday was the joy of sharing Christ. We can find joy, Jesus first, others, and then you. And you can find the joy of sharing Jesus. And, and I tell you what, that was, toot toot, that was a pretty good sermon last Sunday. <laughs> so I'm going to finish it off today and, 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 and share the second part of our, our message on intentionally sharing Christ. I have two passages of scripture I want to begin with, both very familiar. The first passage of scripture is the Great Commission. Matthew 28:19. And I'm just going to take the first two words of Matthew 28:19, which says, "Therefore, go." Because that's the heart of where I hope we can take this message of intentionally sharing Christ and be proactive and doing what Jesus called us to do in the Great Commission. Therefore, go. 
and the second passage of scripture we have coined in our our uh, church here. We call it the Great Commitment. Now, if if uh, you hear anyone refer to uh, Acts chapter one verse eight as the Great Commitment, you know it started right here. We're the trendsetters in that, right? And Acts Acts chapter one verse eight says, "But you will receive power, and the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, and Samaria, to the ends of the earth." And um, these two passages of Scripture are, are the, the more typical passages when we talk about sharing our faith. Last Sunday, when, when we used uh, Matthew chapter 6, Pastor Paul said, you know, that was a really unique passage to talk about sharing your faith because it wasn't really talking about sharing your faith. And he was very astute and, and knew that. But today, these two passages really get to the heart of, of having us move out of our comfort zones and, and, and share our faith. Because these two passages of scriptures are, are a call to action, right? In the Great Commission, that call was to, to go and make disciples of all nations, to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and to teach them everything I have taught you, right? And so it's a call to action. Therefore, go and do these things. And then the... the, the um, the great commitment, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, is also a call to action. And, and the expectation is, 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 is implanted there. Uh, you will be my witnesses, right? <laughs> it's telling you, this is what you're going to be doing. When you receive power from the Holy Spirit, you will be my witnesses. And then it's that call to go in Jerusalem, where they were at, in Judea, in Samaria. And it's, it's a call to action, a call to go. And, and these call to actions are very practical and very applicable, and it fits the mission of our church. What we're talking about in intentionally sharing Christ. And this call to action that Jesus shared both the great commission and the great commitment that we're talking about propelled the church forward in some amazing ways. Following what Jesus shared in the Great Commitment, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the Holy Spirit descended on the disciples. They went out and intentionally shared Christ. And if you read the next chapter in Acts chapter 2, at the very end of Acts chapter 2, you know what it says? It says 3,000 people were baptized and joined the faith. The, the church moved forward in such powerful ways. And so I'm going to ask you this question. And only you can answer it, and, and I'm going to answer it myself. Do you sense and are you feeling that Mission Church is moving forward? Do you feel it over the past few months? I, I want you to know, I fe I've felt it. I feel what the Holy Spirit is doing in and through us, propelling us to move from where we were at to where God would have us to go, moving forward. And I'm excited about that. I don't know about you, but it gets me excited to know that God is at work in our hearts and lives, helping our church become what he would have us to do, to live out his mission as we authentically love God, humbly serve one another, and intentionally share Christ. So this sermon today concludes the part where we intentionally share Christ. And my sermon title today is called Being an Authentic Witness.
Again, today's message is going to be very practical, very applicable. It's a how-to kind of sermon. It's not deeply theoretical. It's not deeply theological. It's more of let's, let's move forward and let's do this. And so today, what I'd like to talk about is about building authentic relationships as we share Christ. Because one thing that I have learned in my own 20 years of, of being a pastor uh, and, and the experience that I've had is that when we, when we build intentional relationships that lead us to intentionally sharing Jesus, when we build authentic relationships with the hopes of, of that relationship of sharing Christ with those people, what I have found is that it's very rare for me to meet someone for the first time and get the opportunity to share Christ. Right? That, that doesn't happen too often. And, and, and it has happened for me several times, but, but those are in like very crisis situations and dire circumstances, typically at a hospital when someone is on the verge of death. And we get this one opportunity to share Christ with them and, and, and to bring them before the cross and share Jesus. And so walking into to the hospital room, there have been times where, you know, the, the, the people have asked, Pastor, would you, would you share Jesus with them? I don't think they know Christ. And I'm like, sure. And I don't know the person, but I, I bring the good news of Jesus Christ. And, and boy, do I have stories to tell. I'm not going to tell them today. But amazing stories of how, in some of those instances, people have come to know Jesus in those times. But the vast majority of people that I have gotten the chance to share Jesus with have come through personal relationships. People that I know and who know me. People that, that I've met from, from the community. People that, that God puts into my life that, that I have a burden for and we become friends. And, and that friendship goes even far deeper than, than, than acquaintances where, where, where you, you begin to share life with people outside of the church. And in those situations, I've gotten the chance to meet people and get to know them and talk to them eventually about Jesus. It didn't come right away. And so what I'd like to do is talk about those relationships of the people that we have in our lives and how we build these these authentic relationships with people and, uh, and, and in the end bring Christ into their lives. I'm going to go back to last Sunday and let you know that it all is preceded by prayer. I want you guys to understand that. There's, there's no getting around that. That whenever your intention is to share Jesus, you've got to invite Jesus into the, into the mix, right? How, how can we, we, we share God and, and, and keep God out of it? And so, church, if you, if you haven't started yet, use those prayer cards that I, we handed out last Sunday. And again, I'll be completely honest with you. Those cards are powerless. But the power comes through our prayers. And when we're faithful to pray, God moves in powerful ways. And so it all begins with prayer. And we allow God to do His work. And then... God allows us and works in our hearts to help us to be an authentic witness for Him. And to be an authentic witness might not mean what you think it means as I begin to share this. Um, to, to, to be an authentic witness, you have to begin with having authentic relationships with people. 
And when you begin to have authentic relationships with people, you share the victories and the defeats. You have honest conversations. And one thing you know about that relationship is that that relationship grows. And that's a great sign of an authentic relationship. It takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. And over the course of time, you get to know people and you you enter into their lives. And the beautiful thing is, they enter into yours. And I'm just going to use a great example right now of, of you and I, right? I've been your pastor for the last five and a half months. And we're getting to know one another. I'm getting to know you. Some of you, I'm just getting to know your names for the first time. Some of you, I've known since I've arrived. Some of you, I've known since college. (laughs) And we've developed a beautiful relationship. But I dare say that you only know a part of who I am, right? Gordon's a pastor. Some of you have learned by now that I I have a degree in culinary arts. And so I'm going to be, I've been a chef. In the past, I've worked at some restaurants here, even in San Diego, many, many years ago. If you like to eat out, George's at the Cove in La Jolla, I used to work there. Torrey Pines Lodge, I used to work there. Um, and then I used to work at the Putlama Cafeteria. <laughs> um, all three places, I got to serve as a cook and, and enjoyed it greatly. Um, so you might know that about me. You also might know some of the things that, that, that I like to do. Some of you guys know, and I've got the chance to play golf with, uh, with um, Don and his son, Justin. It was a lot of fun. You guys know that I'm, I'm an avid golfer. You might know also that I enjoy fishing. I'm horrible at it, but I love to catch fish. And you guys also might know about me that if you challenge me in ping pong, I will crush you. <laughs> All right? Those are some things that, that you get to know about me. A um, couple other things. That, uh, that, that you might find out about me is uh, that you should know about me is that, that I love my family dearly. I have two beautiful daughters and I have a life, uh, I have a, a life with my wife. <laughs> I love my wife and without her I'm lost. <laughs> so, um, and and you, you guys probably know those surface things about me. But over time, as I get to know you and you get to know me, you know what I hope I learn about you and you learn about me? I hope you learn about the things that break my heart. And then the things that bring me the greatest joy. Because when you figure out and you spend enough time with me and you get to learn about what makes me tick, what makes me cry, what makes me laugh, what makes me sing, I will tell you then we have truly an authentic relationship, right? Because that's what authentic relationships mean. We, we know one another. We live with one another. These authentic relationships take time to grow. I hope to know those things about you as well, too. Because it's only in relationship like that that ministry can happen. If I don't know you, there's no way... I can serve you and minister to you. It's the truth. But when I know you, and I know what breaks your heart, and I know what makes you rejoice, I can come in and sit beside you when your heart is breaking. And I can celebrate with you when you're rejoicing. And that's the beauty of relationship. And when you have that with people, boy, I tell you, it is a a beautiful thing. 
When you have that with people who don't know Jesus, you can come in and be a person that, that gets the privilege to introduce Christ into those wonderful relationships. And these authentic relationships that we have in the church, we have with people outside of the church as well too. And most people, and the, I'm sorry, the more people that you get to know, right? The more people, the, the more you get to know people, the more you get to know people, the more they get to know you and the more you can share your faith. And today I want to just share with you four principles, four tips. And these four things that I'm going to share with you, I learned from someone who's not even a part of the faith. So this is somebody standing on the outside saying, you know, if, if you're going to get to know people who aren't a part of the faith, like me, these are the things that, that you should probably know and, and think about and do if you're going to build authentic relationships. And so the first thing that this person shared with me, and by the way, this person is pretty famous. I'm not, if you want to know who they are, I'll tell you after the service, you come up to me. But he said this, authentic relationships require us to listen first. Yeah. I mean, sometimes people just rush in and share their faith. People outside, they, they don't, they're not interested in that very much. They want to find a friend who will listen to them. And so we begin by, by being people who listen first. Before we share anything, we hear their story. And we get to know them. And we enter into their life before we share ours. And that's a, a great place to start. Listen first. The second thing this person said was that people are way more interested in you than in your theology. Believe it or not. <laughs> it's true. They're way more interested in you than in your theology. And when we get the opportunity to share our life, make our faith story a part of our lives. Right? Don't lead with, by the way, I'm a Christian. Right? I mean, we can, you can. I mean, that's our story. But they're way more interested in you than in your theology. And people don't want to hear what you believe until they know you. And I'll give you a great example of, of you know, how the other way looks. You've ever seen a, someone preaching from the sidewalk with a bullhorn or something like that? I mean, when I was a kid in Hawaii, there was a mall downtown called Fort Street Mall. And there, there were sidewalk preachers there all the time. And this was before I, I became a believer. And I would walk across the street so I wouldn't have to be near those people, right? Then when I became a Christian and I began to listen to some of these sidewalk preachers and I listened to what they say, you know what they were saying? God loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you and he wants to save you from a life of sin and I listened to everything that they said and you know what? It was true. It was good, good words that they were sharing. They were quoting scripture oftentimes. But because there was no relationship beforehand, nobody listened. Everybody walked across the street and avoided people like that. It's true. You probably do the same thing. Unless you're one of those people that shout from the street, then you'll notice that people do that to you. <laughs> 
without a relationship, nobody wants to hear what you believe. And so the relationship is so important, and, and, and it's important to develop that. And then listen to this part. This one I thought was the best, one of the best things. He said to me, people are more interested in comparing our lives than contrasting our lives. And I said, what do you mean by that? And they said, what people are looking for is what's similar about our lives instead of what makes you different from me. So don't be the kind of people who contrast how right I am and how wrong you are or how holy I am and how sinful you are. The world already thinks that Christians are judgmental and they think the Bible is a book of rules. We all know that's not true, but that's what they think. That's what they see. And so when we live our lives contrasting ourselves from from them, we, we, we appear that way. But when we live our lives comparing our lives, finding what's in common and sharing what's in common, that is when... Uh, when, 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 when relationships have breakthroughs. And then I'm going to take this one step further, and this is what makes the relationship so authentic. When you share, when you share your insecurities, when you share your faults, when you share your shortcomings, believe it or not, the people in this world want to know that. You know why? They want to know that you are a real person. And you know what the good news for, for us is? It takes, it takes all the pressure off of trying to be perfect, right? And, and we don't come across as being someone that's hypocritical, trying to live up to this standard and making everybody feel bad. When we say things like, I struggle with anger too. Or, I struggle with anger. <laughs> and they go, you struggle with anger? Of course, I do. Everybody gets angry sometimes. And for me, it's a real thing. People are shocked by that. And can I tell you that at that moment, this is the very opportunity we get to open up our lives and share Christ. Because when we say things like, yeah, I, I struggle with anger. And they say, you do? Oh, yeah. Sometimes I get really angry. But you know what? My pastor preached a message a couple of weeks ago. And he said that a lot of times, in fact, most of the time, when, when, when we get angry, it's because we have unrealistic expectations of others. And those unrealistic expectations, when they go unmet, Right? When, when we don't meet those expectations, that, that boils down to why we get angry. And, and I was getting angry with my wife because I had these unrealistic expectations. So we sat down and we talked about it. And we came to some decisions and, and how we're going to have realistic expectations for one another. And you know what? That saved my marriage. Oh, I tell you what. No one can argue against that. right? Or... My kids are crazy. And they're like, your kids? I thought you have great kids. Oh, no, they're nuts. <laughs> but you know what? At Sunday school or in the children's church, they're learning about these things called uh, the, the, the fruits of the Spirit. I know that sounds weird, but, but they're like character builders. 
And they talk about love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and self-control. And then they try to apply them to their lives. And I've got to tell you, it's making a huge difference. When we begin by being authentic, by saying, I'm not perfect, huh, far from it. But you know what? Jesus is helping me. This is what I'm learning from my church. You know, in my Sunday school class, we're talking about the Beatitudes. And, and, and this is where we get the, the opportunity to share and be so real. Wow. This is when I, I get excited. <laughs> I can share Jesus this way. And so just, just to review, right? Authentic relationships require us to listen first. And then... People are more interested in, in you than what you believe, so just share your life. And as you do, as you share your life, don't contrast how good you are and how bad they are. Instead, find some common ground. People want to compare how similar we are and similar in ways that make us human. And then the last part that is so interesting to me, people are not interested in escaping their lives. They're more interested in looking for people to enter theirs. We always want to invite them to come to church. And that's a good thing. We want to do that. But today, I'm going to ask you to do something more. And that is, don't just invite them to come. Take Jesus and go to where they are. Because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for people not to escape their lives, but for others to enter into their lives. And when we enter into their lives, guess what we can bring? The good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And this is where our scripture applies so beautifully. Therefore, go. Go. Go into the lives of people. There's a beautiful message of a healthy church in this right here, of going. Because when you contrast what Jesus did, which was so healthy, and what the Pharisees and how they ministered, what the Pharisees did was they said, in order for you to find God, you have to come to where we're at. But you can only come if you're holy, right? They had an antiseptic view of their holiness. And if you're not, stay away. That's an antiseptic view of their holiness. The holiness that, God, that Jesus brought was a holiness that, that, that was healthy. See, when, when, you're, when you're not well, you don't want to be around sick people. When you're healthy and whole, you, you're, you're free to go amongst those that are not well. And you know what Jesus did? He didn't stay in the temple. He walked and he saw people like Zacchaeus. And he says, come down from the tree because we're going to go to your house and I'm going to eat tonight. And then he went some more and then he saw, he saw Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. And he says, come follow me. And he went to Matthew's house and then they ate together with all these sinners. Jesus, Jesus lived what I'm sharing with you today. He went. He didn't just teach, therefore go. Jesus went. And Jesus was a witness in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria. And now he imparts it to us to go to the ends of the world. And we are his church. And we get to do that. And so church today, 
I want to let, want to let you know that, uh, that I am excited about beginning a brand new ministry here at Mission Church. This brand new ministry is, 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 an, is called hmm, Called Out, right? That's the name of the ministry. The name of this ministry is, being, is Called Out. The reason why we chose this name is because that is the definition of the church. The Greek word for church is ekklesia. And the word ekklesia means the called out ones or the ones who are called out. And that's what this church is. We are all gathered here today because we have been called out of the world to come into this sanctuary where we can encounter God and the presence of His Holy Spirit to be moved and encouraged and so that when we are filled with what God would have us to do, we would be ecclesia and called out of this sanctuary to go into this hurting world to live the way Jesus lived in, in healthy holiness. Not keeping the good news only to ourselves and barring those who are not healthy from coming in. No. We take the example that Jesus gave us. The healthy view of holiness to be called out of this church to go into the world and enter into the lives of people who want to have authentic relationship with us. The Word of God. So, today, if you are interested in being or in finding, just getting information about what this called out ministry looks like. It's going to be great. It's when we go out into the communities where we live and, and, and share the goodness of God, share the love of this church. It's not a ministry where you got to come to. It's a ministry that we're going to empower you to go out. And for those of you who sign up, make sure that this is a part of what you want to do you know, we're going to be asking you to go into the community to, to not preach from, from the street corners, but to build in, in, intimate, authentic relationships with people that, that either you know already or that you can meet. People that have come to this church. It's a ministry of caring for others, a ministry of prayer, a ministry of taking gifts to people. It's a blessing. And all you need to do is get your connect card and write called out on it with your name on it so that I know you're <laughs> you're wanting to be involved in it because if you just write called out on it without your name, I'm not going to know it's you, right? So on your connect card, write your name on it, called out, or you can sign up at the info table outside. I want to share with you Acts chapter 1, verse 8 one more time because I think this is what Jesus means and the heart of our mission to intentionally share Christ. When he says, with an expectation, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in La Mesa, in Lakeside, at Point Loma, in Mira Mesa. And when it says to the ends of the world, way up in Ramona, I see you right there. <laughs> That's the end of the world, man, Ramona. It's out there. <laughs> Let's intentionally share Christ by being authentic witnesses. Start with prayer, church. If we don't, why bother? Let's start with prayer, praying for people, 
Let's build authentic relationships by listening, getting to know people, and then taking the opportunity to share our lives. And with that, we get to share our faith. And when we do, let's find what we have in common with people and, and, and gather over those commonalities. Share our struggles, share our trials, and then share how Jesus helps us. And then let us go. Let us go. Let us live out the great commission and the great commitment that Jesus gave to us. If you'd like to be a part of our called out ministry, just let me know. I'd love to have you be a part of it. And let us be people who authentically share Christ. Amen? Would you bow your heads and join me in a prayer? Father in heaven, today's sermon, today's message, very simple, not too deep, not too theological, but very challenging, Lord God. Challenges us maybe to put ourselves in not such a great light, admitting that I struggle with some things in this world. But in doing so, Lord God, we get to testify about how you are helping us in those areas. How the church has helped us. I was so blessed today hearing James as he led worship. Just do exactly that very thing I was going to preach on today. And we didn't even talk about it. And, and what a great example James was to us today. I've been struggling. But you, the church, you, you've called me. You, you, you've sent me notes. When I saw you, you, you hugged me. And that made all the difference in the world. And I know that the people who were in this sanctuary, people who watched online, when you heard James, you were like, yeah, I know what's that like, what that's like, because I was there. That's the beauty of being authentic, an authentic witness. Thank you, Lord, for, for giving us the courage to be that way. Help us, Lord God, to be faithful in prayer. Help us to be authentic witnesses and help us to love people the way you do. We pray this in Jesus' name.